Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of elegantmusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Hierarchy of Event Responsibility, Part 3, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 42. When you're in charge of an event and see a situation develop that might affect the outcome, you can't turn your back on it. The handling needed may be immediate and far above one's pay grade, but to be at peace with oneself, one does whatever necessary to guide the event to success. This episode includes real situations. And now please enjoy Hierarchy of Event Responsibility, Part 3, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 42. And if uh, that makes me uh, overly conscientious, okay. Well, I just... <laughs> With all your experience and everything, the fact that you care. I mean, some people yeah. have a, a limited uh, amount of responsibility that they'll de- designate for helping other people. And I don't think you hold back. And I, that's no. very commendable. And I think any any uh, vendor, or excuse me, any client who's looking for a vendor would try to find that quality and expect that quality in well, a, a vendor. Well, you bring up a very good point. Um and I'm, I'm so grateful that you, you brought that up because this is where perception comes in. Sometimes you have couples who are very organized, who have very responsible jobs, who see this as tasks, not needing great orchestration. In other words, they feel they've gone through the process. They have figured all that out. They have been the main point person with the locations and all of the services. And at some point, let's say three months ahead, they hand it off to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, true, that person, uh, the coordinator they're handing it off to, receives all the information, meaning the contracts, the timeline, and they may even tweak a few things, make a few suggestions, but more or less everything is in stone, mm-hmm. you know, if the person is very highly organized. Mm-hmm. We know many who aren't, but I'm just saying if they are. So on the surface, this seems, ah, this is going to be a breeze, you know. However, I hear from a lot of colleagues that this is, they know that they can get on that property and stuff can happen. And it's very hard to convince somebody that they need extra help because the client is so convinced. This happened to me years ago, again, at the Beverly Hills Hotel. A mother of the groom was actually the planner. And she was told by the hotel that she needs somebody on the day of. It's Mm -hmm. too big of a place and whatever. Yeah. And because she had already planned her daughter's wedding a few years earlier. So she felt she knew the ropes. 
And so the catering director had suggested me. And when I spoke with her and I could tell the level of wedding this was going to be, mm -hmm. I said to her, you know, I, I believe it's, it's a necessity to have an assistant. I was asking for one, okay? And she says, absolutely not needed. And she wouldn't back down. And I said to myself, at one moment, I almost walked away and uh -huh, said, uh -huh. am I putting myself in jeopardy? And her, you know, daughter-in-law's wedding in jeopardy yes. if I don't have an assistant. So this is what I did. I said to her, I respect your opinion, and I certainly don't want to impact your budget any more than necessary. So this is what I feel I need to do. I am going to have an assistant, and I'll be happy to pay them from my service fee. But this is something that I feel is necessary and I understand that it's hard for you to see that now. Okay. But th this is my choice that I'm making. And mm -hmm. I hope you can accept it. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, I'll bow out. I mainly kind of let her know yeah. in a nice way. I either get this person, whether you pay for it or not, or I ain't doing this wedding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she said, okay, fine. You know, she wasn't defiant or anything, but she just was sure of herself. Yeah. Okay. On the morning of the wedding, the bride is getting into her dress. Doesn't fit. Why? She's a few months pregnant. And it was a surprise to everybody. Wasn't anticipated. And I guess, you know, her body changed in that few months. Mm-hmm. And it didn't zip up. So I I had to do something. And the photographer is cooling his heels, ready to take a picture. And it was an expensive photographer to boot. So I said, uh, asked her where she got the dress. And they told me, and I knew it was in Beverly Hills. I said, oh, great. I'm going to call and see if I can get someone over here, you know, in 10 minutes. And mm -hmm. we'll, we'll take care of whatever the problem is. So I call and the owner gets on the phone and says, Toby, I am so sorry. I can't get anyone to come over. <laughs> I'm dying inside. And I said, well, what in the heck happened? Why can't, can't you, somebody come over? And she said, it's my 25th anniversary today and I'm leaving the store because I'm going on a cruise. I mean, it was like yeah. she had to leave. Oh, She's going to miss the boat. Yeah. Okay. And she said, I can't close the doors because I there are clients coming. I can't call them in time. I mean, she was literally going to yeah. leave the door be uh, two minutes after I, would, I had called her. Right. And she says, I'm terribly sorry. I wish I could help you. And I said, okay. So I took a deep breath and I said, Toby, you know how to sew. You used to sew your clothes as a teenager. Uh -huh. You're going to do this. Okay. And I 
I just said, let me look at this dress. I opened that dress up. I re-sewed it. However, my assistant was the one that worked with me holding that dress while I, I mean, literally undid it with you took her it apart. in the dress. Oh my gosh. Took it apart. She, it's, she's still wearing it. I took the sides apart, you know, near her waist. And so we held the dress up. I undid it. I re-sewed it while my assistant held the dress and we, you know, I was talking and, you know, to different services. We did everything we had to do in 20 minutes. Of course, the photographer wasn't thrilled, but at least in 20 minutes, it got done. Oh, jeez. And off they went. We, I never said a word to the mother. I did the rest of, of the wedding. There were other quirky things that happened. I, Not to bother uh, this any longer. And at the end of the evening, the mother comes over and she says, you were right. I needed to have that assistant, could not have anticipated this. And I said, that's okay. And she says, I want to pay your assistant. I said, no, I'm sorry. That's not our deal. I appreciate your generosity, but a deal's a deal. And I'm going to say no. Okay. And I started walking away. Uh huh. And because that wasn't the issue, the issue was the help, right. not the fee. That's right. She would never have given me the amount because she didn't perceive the value. Didn't, yeah, well. So, anyway, so she she walks after me and she literally puts a hundred dollars in my in uh, my oh a hundred dollars oh okay. yes right. which would have been about a third uh, yeah, right. of, of what this woman did. Put a little little scratch in it. Yeah. But it was nice. And oh. and so she says, I insist. And I said, thank you. And then I kept on walking. Uh-huh. But that's what people don't realize, you know, that sometimes they can be as organized and, you know, know everything. And yet something happens. What do you do? I mean, she was darn lucky. I knew how to sew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we just find this out. and Because oh. it's not a typical skill that a hotel has, unless they have an in-house cleaner and, you know, alterations person. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> My claim to fame. <laughs> well, I, I, if anything, the... That you're that, I think of you, or or that that others others regard you as as wanting it to happen correctly, or making doing what's necessary to make it go right, mm-hmm. and um, and so how this would be an interesting um, discussion, but but how and we we don't have time for this, but how would a um, a, a client that's looking for vendors, how would they perceive that? What would what would one look for in hiring a vendor? And and don't go don't go answering this question because we'll be here all afternoon. <laughs> but let's just say that this would be a great topic for um, a future discussion. Yeah. What qualities to look for? And, and so that this person, because what you what you want to be able to do, and here I go going off into this tangent, but uh, <laughs> I, I I'm compelled to say that 
yes, the boots are on the ground and here you are, you're, you're in the trenches and then you realize that there's something that has to happen or that there's something that hasn't been taken care of. Or, and as much as you are on top of it and have you know, written out the itinerary and, and mm-hmm. contacted the people and having, having all the information and the ducks in the row... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes the event will just go, very often the event goes very, very smoothly. Of and it just, it just yeah. happens. But it's those those uh, other moments, those dramatic moments, those unforeseen yeah. things. Yeah. That and we, I've had to sew bridesmaids into dresses, you know, their, <laughs> their uh, zippers uh, bust when you're trying to uh, zip it up. You know, maybe they had a little too much salt the night before and and was you know drinking and so the dress gets a little tight mm. well if if you have a metal zipper uh you probably are safe but nowadays a lot of people like to use what they call invisible zippers which are plastic or acrylic or some other kind mm. of material and they pop easily because the teeth are, when they engage in the zipper are not as tightly locked so it doesn't have the same strength so I can't tell you how many zippers over the years have popped and all I can do is uh, I used to have you know colors of thread at least 24 36 colors you know uh, with me so that I could get in the neighborhood at least of the color of the dress and little spools honest God at least 36 of them uh-huh. and so I would just whip out my needle and thread and say okay honey we're we gonna go. we're gonna you know <laughs> sew you into the dress and I would just go on the inside material on either side of the of the zipper and I would you know zigzag the uh, the fabric and they were in that dress and they weren't getting out of that dress until somebody un, uh, took a ripper to the, to the thread. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe me. I, I think I've honestly gotten more weddings from things like that. You know, when a, a uh, bridesmaid said, Oh my God, you should have heard, you should have seen, you know, and I did it. You did I it. got it done, but it, because can you imagine if a bridesmaid or a groomsman splits their pants or something and they can't be in the wedding, you know? I mean, it has such an effect on the bride and groom as well as the wedding party. You know, they just feel awful because they don't want to miss the photos. They don't want to miss the ceremony and whatever. So, yes, I have sewed pants. <laughs> together and and sometimes they they come with the wrong size you know uh, tuxedo tuxedo or yeah. the stuff and it's too big or yeah. the shirt you know it's it's all that stuff you know you have been listening to wedding and event podcast with toby dodge and eric zimmerman if you have a question comment or topic suggestion please call eric at 626-797 1795 or contact Eric by email eric at elegantmusic.com that's e-r-i-c at elegantmusic.com contact Toby by email toby at tobydodge.com that's 
T-O-B-E-Y, at tobydodge.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.